everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is Season 8, Episode 17, the one with the tea leaves. Ooh. Ooh. Funny that they've been drinking coffee this whole time, and now all of a sudden there's a whole tea episode, but that's okay. (laughs) Suddenly, out of nowhere, they're just like blindsiding us with tea. Um, Are you a coffee or a tea person? Well, I like both, but I drink coffee every morning. So I guess that makes me a coffee person. If I had to pick one forever, I'd go coffee. Mm-hmm. But I do like tea. Okay. Um, I like, I drink it more in the winter. Yeah. As a means to stay warm. Yeah. And then I tend to, in other countries that don't embrace drip coffee, um, I tend to get tea instead because I don't really care for a man- uh, bleh, an Americano. Sometimes I get sick of like lattes and all that milk, you know, flat whites, milk, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll do tea, even though I drink my tea with milk. So not quite, but not as much, obviously. Yeah. I found here that I ask for an Americano with a splash of milk and that's that's the right amount for me. Yeah. I just don't love Americanos. Like, they're always really hot. Uh, if you get a splash of milk, well, maybe here, because see, maybe it's because they're, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's very much espresso culture here. Yeah. And so it's basically like getting a long black. Sure. Which is also an Americano, but I think an Americano has more water. Yes. And so if I get it with a splash of cold milk, it kind of evens it out. And then it's. That makes sense. And then it's fine. It's, yeah. It's just what I want. I just like black coffee. <clears throat> oh, you like it black. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like it black. So I can drink it with milk. Like I use milk when it needs like a fixer, you know, if it's bad. <laughs> um, But yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's too much water. Americanos. I would go for a long back, long black. I can't say that. It's not quite as much water, but. I would just rather have drip coffee. When they use the boiling water in the Americano, yeah, it's just too hot. And I like drinking my coffee in this lifetime. It's just too hot. <laughs> and I burnt my tongue on tea like an hour ago, so I don't know what I'm really saying. <laughs> but yeah, I like tea. I like tea. I'm picky. I like black Is tea. Is everyone oh. writing this down? Yes, are you writing this down? Black tea, <laughs> milk and sugar. One lump, not two. And then I love rooibos tea. Ugh. You don't like rooibos tea? I do not like that. Oh, it's so good. No, I've had whenever I've had it it was disgusting. <gasps> like it tasted like cough medicine. Okay, well there's like a bunch of different kinds. So Matt loves the kinds that have like citrus and I don't like those. They're too much for me. Yeah, this one might have been vanilla. It was disgusting. Okay. okay. That's the thing is like plain rooibos is actually quite hard to find in the US in the grocery store. Maybe if I went to like a specialty shop, they don't have it at Trader Joe's, Kroger, Publix. Used to have a Kroger. They don't anymore. I know you guys really care about all this, but I don't really like herbal, like uh, lemon or like throat coat if my mm-hmm. throat hurts. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't like it fruity. I guess I like green tea, but I don't really go for it all that often. I don't know. I mean, what do you like? <laughs> I like coffee. Um, yeah, I much I much prefer coffee. But I have started drinking more tea now living in New Zealand because it's a much more of a done thing. Yeah. So like working my office job in Chicago, I would have a coffee on the way to work or when I got to work, I'd make myself a coffee. And then like at two o'clock or whatever, when you're like, you know, slumping and you need something, um, we had a Starbucks in our building. So I would just like run down, grab a coffee or again, just like get one from the machine. Um, yeah. So I don't do that anymore. Now, mm-hmm. um, in the afternoon, I will just go make myself a cup of tea in the kitchen. And it's like every workplace in New Zealand, the refrigerator is stocked with different types of milk. And like, yeah. it's pretty basic tea. It's just like some sort of like bulk black tea, but mm-hmm. it's fine for me. Um, yep. 
So yeah, so I do that a lot more now, but I don't like necessarily love tea. It's just like because I need a pick me up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And people here yeah, get very I mean. like, oh, the tea bags they have are just disgusting. I bring my own tea bags. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's fine. That's how it was in the UK. You could go anywhere from like, oh, I stepped in a puddle to, I don't know, like my husband left me. And people would just be like, okay, I'll put the kettle on. Like that's going to fix everything, you know? Yeah, it is. It's like the start of everything. Putting the kettle on the start of everything. Yes. It's for everything. Someone walks in your house, I'll put the kettle on. Yeah. It's cute. There is something comforting about it. Yeah. It's cute. I've started to, I have started to enjoy it. Yeah, it's nice. My mom always, my parents didn't drink coffee when I was growing up. Um, My dad did but I was really little we only had coffee in our house on holidays so not like we actively avoiding it they just didn't drink it my grandparents did and my mom always drank tea Mm. my mom drinks tea with milk and sugar which most Americans don't but she does I guess um but so yeah I didn't really drink coffee until I would socially drink it in college Mm, like we would go to Starbucks you know something sweet and blended yeah. most likely frappe like fruity yes and then even like when i lived in london i would mostly drink tea um and then when i came back i started drinking coffee because i started people working I worked at for. a coffee club yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i was like running a coffee shop so i started drinking a Hot lot of americans coffee. oh my gosh ashley i totally forgot about that so Didn't we have a typo. Yeah. So Renee, um, <laughs> like the people that she worked for owned this coffee shop. And it was one of those ones that like when you walk into a grocery store, there's like a coffee shop kind of like right off to the side in the front. So you can be like, oh, great. You know, like pop in and get a coffee or grab a coffee like on your way to do your shopping or on the way out. And it was it was basically just like a band of like teens and young 20 somethings that worked there. Um, you were the manager, right? No, I didn't have an official title there, but I like ran everything. You managed you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was the yeah, manager. Yeah, that's right. You were like the upper. Yeah, you would have been. I mean, we had a manager, like a day to day manager. Um, I guess you would have. I was because like you like scheduled people and you did a lot of different stuff. I yeah. feel like you did a lot of hiring yeah. and like. Anyway, um, it wasn't you, but yeah, I remember coming in. So there was um, there was a really hot guy that worked there. Um, (laughs) And so I think that's what also made it really funny is the sign was supposed to be like hot Americano, like $4 or whatever, but it said hot American. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very fitting for this muscly boy that was working behind the counter. (laughs) There was at least one hot American working there. That is true. Um, That is really funny. (laughs) So I totally cute. forgot about that. Yes. Um, but now that you have all of our coffee orders, just, you know, send us coffee. Just come on. Just, you know, thank you. Um, I have not had a coffee this morning. We ran out of coffee, oh. so I had a tea. And I'm still sleepy. So anyway, mm. no tea leaves, though. It was just a tea bag, so there's no. Oh. No, I just I've had two no coffees and a tea. Saying, girl. Well, the you last one was so decaf. much done. Oh, <laughs> the um, last one was more mainly for for heat source purposes. Oh, true for warmth. Um, okay, yeah. so we'll let's talk about Phoebe's tea. So mm-hmm. she says that she'll read tea leaves, and that she stopped because she used to do it, but she stopped because she was too accurate. And one of life's great joys is its mystery. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, tea gives her the trots. I meant to look this up and I didn't. What are the trots? I think it's it diarrhea. It sounds like it's poop related. I think it's diarrhea. I haven't, I haven't heard that phrase used in quite a long time. So maybe it's like an older way of saying yeah, that. Yeah, it's diarrhea. It's probably like a socially acceptable way. And I think tea, tea tends to make people pee. Yes, it's a diuretic, but so is coffee. 
Oh, well, they're both diuretics. All bodies are different and beautiful, Renee. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I looked up some pictures of tea leaves and basically just looks like a dirty cup. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it almost be... And I feel like, like people decided that reading tea leaves meant something. Kind of like that thing where if you get a cork in wine, just, it's good luck. It's like, it's, no, there's just cork in your wine. Yeah, it's not they're trying luck. to make something good. Yeah, it's spin. Yeah, it's spin, yeah. exactly. So, like, I appreciate that. But because you used, like, a non-sealed tea yeah, bag. I have, like, grit. Exactly. Like, now you have grit. <laughs> Little tea grit in your cup. We're going to make it's, it a good fortune. It kind of reminds me of like when you have coffee grounds still in the bottom of like a few in your cup or whatever. Yeah. Ugh. Does that mean um, something? I hate so, that. So the only other time I can think of tea leaf reading is Harry Potter, but I guess I'm just not, That's it's not my scene. So, um, so Phoebe reads some leaves. So she sees Monica's and she's like, okay, I see a ladder. That means either you're going to get a promotion or have a violent death. And Monica's like, <laughs> I'm head chef. I can't get promoted. And she's like, okay, your turn, Rachel. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> um, and then for oh. Rachel's, it is a circle, which either means that she's going to give birth or make a scientific discovery. <laughs> She's pretty good. Pretty good. And then Phoebe doesn't say what shape hers is, but she says, ooh, I'm going to meet a guy, and it's going to be really soon, and he's going to be the love of my life. So, Not the guy I had a dream about, had a dream about last night. Chandler. <laughs> oh, I love him. Um, he's just sitting there, what? What did I do? Um, interestingly, a little fun fact, uh, all of the things that te- te- what Phoebe predicts do come true. So just not immediately. But um, Rachel gives birth, obviously. Um, Monica gets a job as head chef at Javu, which is a much better role than her Alessandro's one. Um, and Phoebe does eventually, like it's not much longer until she meets Mike. That's true. However, I feel like all these predictions are like... Right. Like the wind will blow. Yeah. And if you wait long enough, it yeah. will happen. No one's saying you're wrong, but I'm not wrong either. <laughs> you're not wrong either. But I'm sure it was the tea leaves. Oh, it's, the leaves are not making it happen. They're just predicting what's going <laughs> to happen. They're just predicting it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. It's the leaves. You're just mad because you didn't make a scientific discovery. <laughs> yes. Gleba. Let's see. What does my tea leaf say in my cup? Nothing? Okay. What does Violent my nothing death, mean? I think. <laughs> <Violent> <laughs> um, so. Oh, thanks for that. Um, so, no, just kidding. You don't have any leaves. You don't have any grubby mm-hmm. leaf left in your cup, right? No, I used a regular tea bag. Why would I have grubby leaf? A normal tea bag? Yes, yeah. me as well. Okay. I'm civilized. I'm not I don't grow my own. I also have nothing. So whatever your fate is is my fate too. Okay. So two um, violent deaths coming right up. So Phoebe Phoebe does there's this guy that she's like, Oh man, I keep seeing that guy everywhere and he like gives her a little like flirty eye contact what why sighing well i'm just go on oh i was just gonna carry on with the story okay i'm just preemptively annoyed because i don't think this guy is even like remotely good looking oh yeah he's real goofy looking real sorry jim nelson sorry jim nelson (laughs) but like phoebe and Chandler's like, he just checked you out and he's really cute. Oh, yeah. No, he's not. No, but he's I feel not. like Phoebe's had like, but neither is David. And she's into, he's cuter than this guy. Yes, definitely cuter than this guy. David has like a cute. He does. He has a charm. It's like charming. Yeah. This guy, 
he probably is a pedophile <laughs> but like happens to look like one um which is just the one-two punch we don't even know it yet but he just kind of looks like he is i just feel like they could have found like on a little bit spending time on the casting like finding somebody even remotely attractive because even his flirty look is like i'm gonna kill you you know <laughs> you also felt this way about the g- I just don't, I have no opinions, but I feel like you also disliked the actor they chose to play Phoebe's dad because you're like, that guy got all these women knocked up and like. I stand by that. You know what they have in common? A weird goatee. Weird stringy hair. Weird hair. And a weird goatee and a lot of weirdness, okay? Like how? And they say that women tend to go for a guy that's like their dad so ew gross i mean (laughs) gross they just could have found somebody like a little more attractive but she ends up with paul rudd yeah he's so cute there's other people not for me but i see it yes Yes. exactly like this is no one's type sometimes yeah it's not yeah exactly this is no one's type nobody wants this to be their soulmate (laughs) i'm sorry and he plays it creepy yeah. from the beginning. Well, I actually didn't think he was that creepy from the get-go. You didn't? Like, having, like if you didn't know what was to come, you wouldn't be like... I don't know. Ugh. And, and okay, but she's. I think she's also really letting the this leads. prediction color her judgment. So that's yes, another agreed. thing, is these predictions are very generic and kind of like, if you let time pass, prophecy. they will happen. Like horoscope yeah, in a magazine. But I do also think that sometimes it's self-fulfilling prophecy where you go, okay, oh, yeah. well, this is supposed to happen. So I guess this is. And then you make it happen because you thought you were it was happening. Yes. And she's like, the universe clearly wants us to be together. So I'm going to put up with your super duper weird stuff because the tea leaf said. That like looks at you creepy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You're totally right. So it is a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, and she just kind of rolls with it. So he's like walks up to her. I, I thought for some reason that um, he admitted that he'd been like following her, but he doesn't. It's just that when they're at the newspaper stand, she's like, wow, someone must really want us to meet. And he's like, someone. Oh, no, that's at dinner. Someone does. Mm-hmm. Me. Or whatever. But so, I mean, he's he, he is like a little bit like... He is at the newspaper stand. I feel like his, his like, maybe I'll, when she's like, I'm seeing you everywhere. Oh, well, maybe I'll see you at dinner. Like he is coming on a little strong already. And like, it's, it's kind of like when Chandler puts on flirty voice, like, hello, do you mm-hmm. want a glass of wine? And it's like, oh, what are you doing? Um, but if Phoebe's, it's working on Phoebe. I Yeah, I think the only thing I will give him credit for is I thought that line was pretty good. Like, maybe I'll see you tomorrow at dinner soon. You know, that's pretty good. Oh, okay. I think that's clever, you know? Yeah, it was. It was clever. She liked it. Good conversational kind of thing. Um, Yeah, she clearly liked it. Yeah, so they go to... And then she leaves. Yeah, and walks away. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, that's (laughs) so funny. Um, So they go out to dinner. And at first mm. he's like, you know, tell me about yourself. And now she's like in the middle of trying like her first sentence. He's like, do you like to party? <laughs> You're oh wild, aren't you? Gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine how he did this with a straight face? How she did this with a straight face is beyond me. Yeah. It's OK. I'm wild, too. <laughs> wild, too. <laughs> It's like, are you on something? He, yes, that's how I think he's playing this. Is like, I've just taken drugs, like in the bathroom before you you got here. Oh, for sure. Um, I've been living in New York somewhat wildly <laughs> <laughs> since I was fourteen. Um, and he just really goes from "You have the most beautiful eyes," and then "And your breasts," mm, like, oh, mm. <laughs> Phoebe really tries to like okay i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt like the universe yeah wants us to be together but once again self-fulfilling prophecy yeah she tries to like push reset on the date well she even says she said hey you're coming on really strong yeah 
Because so I feel like she gives good feedback. She's like, you're coming on really strong, but like, let's let's try again. Yeah. And so that's nice. She's not just like, oh, you're grossing me out. Yeah. She's nicer than she probably should be. Um, he's like, I write erotic novels for children and a PhD. A pretty Ugh. huge. Pretty huge. <laughs> They're wildly unpopular. Oh, my gosh. They're wildly unpopular. Okay. Who would you rather go on a date with? This guy. Mm-hmm. The erotic novel for children writer. Or John Lovett's character. I knew you were going to say that, Steve. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. It's really fulfilling something you hate for no money. (laughs) Um. (laughs) He's so funny. (laughs) I And I'm pretty sure I'm infertile. I'm Um, infertile. I would rather go on a date with Steve. Yes. Because he is annoying and weepy and whiny but he doesn't seem like he would follow you home and like the police called on him yes um he seems manageable yeah you as well oh for sure 100 percent. i think steve in hindsight after like a few months go by it's like a story i could tell you know yeah like oh my gosh first dates but i feel like Jim, I would want to like scrub my memory and well, like, get a restraining it's order. It's funny because she does. She's like, I have to go to a new dry cleaner, a new bookstore, a new adult video store. Adult yeah, video a new store. this, a new that, and like, um, I don't think th- I think that they do really make light of it. But like, <clears throat> have you? I mean, not to like get a get downer or whatever, but like th- how strong he is coming on and how creepy he is, like. And, like, the fact that he does kind of seem like he was following her around and stuff, like, it is almost like, I don't want to say, like, stalker, like, in the proper sense, but it it does, like, have you ever had that happen in real life where, like, you did have to, like, go out of your way and, like, change your behavior to avoid somebody? Um, Because they just were, like, giving such strong, like, unsafe, scary vibes? Well, I think the only one was actually someone who didn't live where we live he was like a friend of our college friend yeah who just like clung on yeah and i like had to block him online and then he started sending mail to my place of business that's creepy yes it was really creepy and the truth is is that i was never concerned for my safety it just was uncomfortable and awkward but it was like the line was crossed when he found out where I worked and sent me a letter. Yes. You know. Well, you also you also blocked him and then he made a new account and started following you again oh, and you blocked yeah, I that, about that. And then he made a third. And so it's like yeah. he could have just taken the hint. If he was upset, he could have made that new account and said and said like this isn't cool. I'm but like to do all that and then to think it was appropriate to Right. Look up where you work and send. Like, it's just, it's like, it's threatening. It says, like, I can get yeah. to you if I want to For and sure. I know how to get to you. Like, sure. it is threatening. It is. And I think I even, like, took the time to say, hey, I'm going to be blocking you, but I don't know what he wanted from me. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he definitely did cross a line, and yeah. that was like I don't know if he realized the threat that that sends by like know. sending something physical to somebody's place of business, but um, but I think the I don't know if this is like right to say or not, but like the lucky thing I guess there is that like he didn't live in the state, so you didn't have to like change your behaviors. That's good. No, no, and like I said. I haven't actually had to like rearrange my life to get away from someone, but it was just there weird. have been like Tinder dates I've gone on where like I was just like, oh, in no way am I letting you like take me home and like know where my house. Mm-hmm. Like even if I just like just like drop me off at the front door, like no, 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 you will not know where I live, type thing for sure. Um, but they were never like this creepy. But mm, yeesh. yeah, thank goodness. 
Ooh, Jim. Yeah, I haven't really had to avoid someone like that, but thankfully, thankfully for sure. Um. Okay, so she goes to the new dry cleaner. Yep. And Monica goes with her to watch the dance of the clean shirts, <laughs> and she's like, "Ugh." The universe, the universe says that I'm going to meet somebody and that's who they send me, like, you know, whatever. And so then she drops something and a handsome man enters. Um, it's Alec Baldwin. It was Alec handsome Baldwin. <laughs> and um, Oh, my gosh. They were just talking about the Baldwin brothers. I think. Yeah. I, was, I think she says Stephen. It was Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> it was Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> Oh. Uh. Um, yes. So he's like, goes to pick up, her, like, give her back the item that she drops and is like, and is like, I'm sorry, you're just so beautiful. And she's like, well, I'm sorry too, but what can you do about it? <laughs> like, well done, Phoebe. <laughs> oh, Phoebe. Sometimes she has really great lines. Like, ooh, you like my name? We should remember my phone And number. really great confidence. Oh, great confidence. Like, she has like, unbridled confidence which is great oh i don't know 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 i mean it is really enjoyable when she's super confident it's hilarious yes and so he's like he's like i feel like i was meant to pick this up do you believe in that kind of thing can we go out for a cup of coffee so yay also a pretty good line alec baldwin yay now we the tea leaves were right i guess um okay Pre-controversy, Alec Baldwin. What was the contro- Was it the Ilaria Baldwin thing? No. Hilaria? Um, oh. The movie he was on and the the prop was not a prop. Oh, and that's the gun right. And the, oh. I think the first oh, AD, my the second gosh. AD died. Or the camera operator. Um, unfortunately, he is involved. He is the person that, like, shot it but it's more than that though he was like the executive producer of the thing as well so like i hear what you're saying if he was just an actor and then it's just like it just so happens you were handed this but i think i think the thing is that he also had a bit of a duty of care of making sure it was a safe and professional environment because he was the executive producer and like bankrolling and there i thought i heard something about like they 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 didn't like there was a bit of due diligence they cut a lot of safety stuff that's right. They kind of, or they just yeah. like hired people who like didn't have the same safety standards and qualifications that they should have adhered to. Right. So that's where I think he is a bit more responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Pre uh, Rust scandal. That's right, Rust. Sad. Did the movie ever even come out? Oh, I don't think so. I think it's production halted immediately and now it's probably tied up in litigation and never finished filming yeah because whatever insurance they had was revoked for sure yeah um and i doubt they started Um, back up yes pre-scandal i forgot about that one sure then um okay so the other thing uh there's another so we've alec baldwin enters um we also have if you'll remember from the last episode um Joey confessed his love to Rachel, and she said, but, and then they hugged all night in sadness. Um, and so he's, the scene, the, this episode opens with him, like, Rachel's knocking on the door, and he's just like, oh, you guys, it's too awkward. I can't even be, like, I can't face her. He drops his bagel on his way to go hide. Don't eat that. And she comes in. <laughs> Joey, is he in the sugar bowl? Ha I don't see him in here. Ha And like, and she's like, things have just been really weird since the other night, and I I miss him. You know, I I just want to talk to him, and um, if you guys see him, please just tell him I miss him. And she does ask about the bagel on the floor. We were playing a game. Was it like a Was it like ring a ring toss, toss situation? situation? <laughs> Oh, it's oh, <laughs> so funny. Was Chandler naked? No, no. Uh huh, sure. Uh huh, sure. <laughs> she just goes along with it. Oh, why does anyone have to be naked? <laughs> uh, Joey's like, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's a pretty small hole. Oh, oh, I forgot that this was on your. We didn't play it. We didn't um, play it. But... <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So, um, that's, it's fair enough. Like, I understand the situation they're in, but, um, uh, I can't remember who says it, but they're like, what are you going to do? Never talk to her again? Like, yeah, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable, but he is just like, oh, it's just awkward. So um, they're at the coffee shop at one point. And so Monica knows how that they're both feeling awkward and want to hang out. Chandler, Monica, and Phoebe are on the couch talking to Rachel. And then Joey comes in and then they all just sit there awkwardly. And I was like, handsome man enters on it. I was like, you guys are not helping. Like, no, why doesn't, uh, and like, why doesn't someone just say like, oh, Joey, Phoebe's reading our tea leaves. Do you want to hear what she's predicted so far? Like, just, you can make it not so freaking uncomfortable. Yeah. Monica tries with tea, Phoebe the trots, but yeah, like, I agree. They're not helping at all, but Monica does give really good advice when she's like, Instead of focusing on the awkward thing, change yes. the subject. And that is yes. really good advice. Um, the thing is, it's going to be awkward. You have to focus on something else. Just get else. past it. Yeah. Yeah. Get past it. Eventually, it won't be so awkward. But that initial blow, yeah. I feel this way and you don't feel that way, is terribly awkward. And you well, think that the person who has different feelings you're like I am exposed and I'm rejected um and as the person who doesn't have the feelings they feel guilty and feel feel bad um they don't want to make it worse for you it's super messy okay so I I guess this is why they often say that like a lot of people who are friends like they don't want to admit to feelings because they don't Mm want to ruin the friendship and I I guess a lot of friendships probably are ruined yeah. Um, I think a friendship would be more ruined if you like hooked up and then like one person had feelings and one person didn't. Or if like you try to date and it doesn't work out, it'd probably be really hard to go back to being friends. One person just like getting feelings for the other person. I feel like that is as common as the sky being blue. Like, yeah, but when you admit it in the same way, it's like, I do feel like it's an impasse. Like, how do you move forward? You can't pretend like it didn't happen. And it can't be like it was before. Rachel, the person who doesn't feel the same way, then it it like colors everything. Like you're like, oh, we shouldn't go out to dinner together when we would have before. Yeah. Like a week ago you would have. But it makes it awkward because you're like, I want to act normal, but I don't want to like lead them on. And then a wedge is built, you know? I do think that as the one who was confessed to, you can find ways to like, like, I mean, she is trying, right? Like she's trying to go out of her way to like see him and talk to him and he's avoiding her. But like, yeah, she, I think it's, she should keep trying to like hang out with him. Um, And, and I guess Monica's advice is really good. Like just focus on something else so that this isn't the key focus and then, like, you can get past it eventually. Because it is – it. you're right. Like, it's a big deal. It's rejection for one person. It is a little bit, like, uncomfortable for the other person. And th- maybe it does change the dynamics. But, like, the thing about feelings, I don't know. Maybe not everyone thinks this is true. But, like, they come and go. Like, you do eventually get over it usually. Maybe not all the time. But, like, yes. usually you get over it, right? You do. And so you just have to get past it. Right. But I think this is the, um, this is like a sensitive time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's unprecedented for your relationship. Yeah. So Joey feels exposed. Rachel is like trying to hang out with him, but he feels like he's naked. And he's like, what am I going to say to her, you know? Yeah. And... I don't know. I just feel like the immediate afterwards, like if you can get past it, but often I don't think people can because yeah. they don't know how to be different. I'm it's just thinking you if you can't get past it, it's just that you avoid it for too long. Yeah. And then it's too late. Yeah. If you're the person who's been confessed to, yeah. I think like you can think like, do you know what? Like this isn't like oh my gosh, they're in love with me. What a big, like, and I know that that's not like how people do it, but it's just like, right. this, this happens all the time. It, 
you know what I mean? Like people have feelings for other people. They come and they go. It like it's I think you can just try to handle it like that and not like, Mm -hmm. ooh, awkward. I mean, you probably should like not hang out just the two of them. So you're not giving them the wrong messages. Like you just need to be a little bit more aware. But you can also like invite everybody over as a group, you know, or like suggest other things so that it's like. I'm not going to make them feel uncomfortable, but I want to know that like, hey, like our friendship is still here. Like you sh- you shouldn't feel like you have to shy away from our friendship. It's absolutely still on offer and it doesn't need to change. Yeah, but what if that's what they need, you know? What if what? What if that's what they need? Like the person who wanted a relationship. What if like it's too awkward for me right now? My feelings are hurt. And I need some space, you know, like maybe they don't want to spend time together. Well, they don't have to. I know. But I think it's nice for the other person to like. I know, but that's what's happening is that Rachel wants to hang out and make it normal and not weird. And Joey just feels weird. And I don't feel like he's ready, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. There's no like rule book here and everybody feels a certain way and like it takes a different path with some people some people want to pretend like it never happened but I don't think that that's Joey here other people was like I can't face them you know I think that second thing that you just said though is like then you go into territory about like ooh I I can't face them it's too awkward and then like well then how do you recover from that if you don't just rip the bandaid off and do it like right I think you do just kind of like it would just be great as the person who confessed to just like yeah it's raw but you know what I mean like try to still face them and salvage the friendship um, because otherwise if you avoid them like when is it ever gonna get better you need time you need exposure yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, I don't think it's Joey and Rachel, but, like, if I can't just be friends with them, you know, like, if that's how you feel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You definitely want more. That's, yes. That's a so, different story. I think that's, you know, like I said, I've never been completely convinced that Joey's actually in love with Rachel. Um, I think he turns into a bigger deal than it is because he knows her, but I'm not him. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, you were right. Monica gives good advice. Think of something else to talk to him about, to give him a reason to like need to help you so that you guys are getting a chance to, to chat and to be friends again, but like, um, focused on something else. And so, um, so he comes in and they're all awkward and Monica's like, I don't know what to tell you, Rach. I don't know how to help you with your work problem. Oh, maybe Joey can help you. Okay, bye. Gotta go. And um, Rachel is like, oh, my boss wants to buy my baby. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. I, I mean, she's like, yeah, my boss, my baby. My boss wants to buy my baby. And Joey even says like, oh, when you said that, I thought it was about maternity leave. Maternity leave. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, that would have yeah. actually been much better. <laughs> I know that like she kind of got put on the spot with a work problem, but recycle an old work problem, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Just be like, yeah. oh, this girl, these two girls at work are like. They make all the decisions without me. Like, yeah, right. like, exactly. Like, just recycle, recycle an old, the old problem, or tell some tell your colleagues' problem. Like pretend that right. it's your own and be right. like, "Oh my, whatever." Marsha and Chester, yes, <laughs> see what I'm doing. Um, Marsha and Chester, see what it I'm works. Doing. It does because Joey is like, "What? <sighs> Maybe we a little too well." We can't have you. Yeah, kind of, it's, it works at first because he's <laughs> like, "We can't have that." Um, and they chat about it and, uh, later she's like, ah, Joey, thank you so much for your help with my problem. And he's like, Hey, no problem anytime. And that guy won't be bothering you anymore. (laughs) She's like, wait, what? (laughs) Say no more. No, say more. Say more. No, say more. Oh, Um, bless him. 
Yeah, so Joey went and uh, threatened her boss. Great. Um, and you know what? It got me thinking. This is not the first time that men in Rachel's lives have gone to her boss on her behalf. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to ask, because remember, Ross has done it at least once. The one time to get oh her gosh. job back so she doesn't go to Paris. Um, yep. That might actually be the only time. That was the time with the tickets to the museum and the dinosaur egg or whatever, right? Um, I don't remember. I think that was the same thing. He's trying to, like, get him to hire. Or maybe is that when is that when Rachel comes back from maternity leave and he's trying to get her to hire him over Gavin or something? I can't remember. It's but he def- when she gets fired from Ralph Lauren because she takes the meeting oh, with yeah, Gucky. that's right. And then yeah, Mark gets her right. the job at Louis Vuitton. That's right. Okay, so, so it is just at the end. Yeah. Um, I guess the other times he's come in, it's been like when he came in with the picnic. So that's not yes, really to talk uninvited. to her boss. Um, has Matt ever uh, spoken to your <laughs> boss on your behalf? Absolutely not. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely not. Well, Ben has a weekly meeting with my <laughs> boss just to talk about my performance <laughs> and mm-hmm, how things mm-hmm. are going. Yeah, sure. And I just, kind of figured. you know, just to advocate for my, yeah, yeah just to keep yeah. tabs on you and <laughs> advocate for you. I could not imagine. Um, I know. Oh, there was one thing I was going to say about this. Oh, um, okay. So no, this has never happened in my life and I couldn't fathom Ben or anyone ever thinking that was appropriate. Um, but there has been multiple people I've heard this story multiple times and maybe it's somebody out here listening who's told it to me before but they've been like their partner surprised them like with a trip and like talked to their boss to get time off work for them so that they wouldn't know okay and were like truly surprised um so one I I could allow that yeah, I guess it kind of depends, right? Like, on the one hand, I am a little bit like, ooh, I, I don't know if I like, I don't know if I'd like, like, I wouldn't mind if Ben maybe spoke to one of my colleagues to say, hey, can you, like, look at her calendar? Or like, do you know, is there anything like big coming up this one week? Um, But to go to my boss and ask for time off to surprise me, I know it's sweet. Um, and like well-intentioned, but there is still a little something about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. There's a little something about that that makes me kind of go, oh. Yeah, I think that is not like, uh, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with your job, you know? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, it doesn't, but... Yeah, so I think anything other than like, uh, you know, surprise vacation or like something like that, which doesn't sound like fun to me anyway. No, I was going to say I would so much rather somebody be like, hey, clear clear your schedule or like what's a week that you don't have a lot going on? I'm not going to tell you where we're going, but just like, b- bar- like mark that week out. Like that could be fun and exciting. But yeah, you and I are also the kind that like to plan our own birthday parties. So we've talked about this. We don't want to just like, oh, yes. wait, I'm not going to work. Wow, I had stuff I had to do and I had something and there's this thing and I didn't put my out of office on. Right. <laughs> right. Um, um, but I do know that there are definitely people who that would be like the ultimate gift to them, you know, just like a surprise. We're leaving. Like, this is what you need to bring. I've taken care of everything. Yeah. I know people who... Oh, that's cool then. It would mean a lot to them. Um, but that would be really cool. I already emailed your coworker and took care of it. Like, I could see... I know people who would, for sure, would be... Would feel really loved and take care of, taken care of if their partner did that. But I think that's probably the only reason. And that's pretty so, case by case. There was another one. Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure yeah. I would like if you're Ben like to... incapacitated. Yes, like Ben could definitely tell my <laughs> boss then. 
Ben's like, yeah, I, I didn't want to interfere. Sure. You were in a coma. You were in a so coma. I didn't know what you just, wanted to do. I didn't know what you wanted, um, so I just didn't tell them. There was a friend uh, a couple of weeks ago. She was telling me this story about how they got engaged. And um, she used to have to fly for work. Like, she was doing what I was doing, like um, flying to her job every week. And so her fiancé, or well, I guess at the time, boyfriend, talked to her boss and was like, they they made up oh no maybe it wasn't when she was flying she was doing a lot of travel but they made up a fake conference that she was going to go to oh. in some other town and so her boss was totally in on it and i don't know how they worked out the like buying the tickets for the plane tickets and expenses but she said that like they went so far as to like her boss even like made a fake conference itinerary oh. and stuff <laughs> And was That's like, really yeah, nice. so like, here's the weekend's itinerary. Like, you know, keen, like when you get back, keen to talk to you about like what you heard and blah, blah, blah. And so, so she went off thinking she's going to this conference <laughs> in another town and her boyfriend was on the plane Aww. and proposed to her on the plane, Aww. which I think was perfect for what, for them. Like, That's sweet. Yeah. I don't know if he like got the, like if he got the flight attendants in on it or like the PA or what but um yeah so that one I was like okay well like I guess that's cute I just would also feel a little dumb Hmm. but like if it's like your boss knew that you were being tricked a little bit I don't know I think it's I think you're right I think it's more about not liking that type of surprise whereas some people I think would just absolutely love that and feel really loved yeah totally the fake conference that is elaborate. Like, I'm very impressed by that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was like, I guess if you have a really cool boss and, like, yeah. they can get in on it, like, in that kind of way, that like, that's cool. If somebody asked me to do that, I would be whipping up a logo and, you like, would. an itinerary. <laughs> I, could see I would have it. a I blast being a part of this. Yeah. Like, I want to make a fake proposal do conference. You know who I feel like, okay, so there's an episode of Parks and Rec where they I think it's the emergency plan one where like she's supposed to be like raising money for the city but then like they do like the emergency disaster recovery um training and it's like everybody gets locked into the gymnasium and it's like you've got bird flu and they have to like what would they do if that actually happened but she's like everybody open your binders and she's like filmed all these different like and now, uh, breaking news, we have bird flu in Pawnee. Now let's go to our leading scientist. Hello, I'm Louisa, the leading doctor on the birds. I feel like, like, I, for some reason, it just reminds me of you. Like, you would go super elaborate and, like, yep. record different voices and be like, Go big or go home. The k- keynote speaker. And it'd be like you with a mustache with glasses. <laughs> Oh, man. I totally would. Oh, it'd be good. <clears throat> I'm not afraid to admit it either. I would Just totally be into this. Somebody make up a fake conference because now Renee's got a lot of ideas. I've got a lot of ideas. Print out lanyards. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, lanyards, a website. Social. Socials. And then you could, like, come up with a whole bunch of hints in the itinerary. Oh, that'd be fun. Like, yeah. in the brochure. Yeah. That's like... Exactly. An engaging... <gasps> speech yes about the wedding of two minds <gasps> these are really good i'm writing these down fun. um okay so that doesn't when's this fake conference okay. i can't wait it's gonna be awesome <laughs> seems like your fake conference could be anywhere um <laughs> but yes so she's like freaking out about it and um mr zellner calls her into his office she goes in and an hr representative is there to bear witness to the conversation (laughs) thank goodness and i love that he goes oh i think it's best that i talk first and he starts apologizing and is like when i asked when you were due i did not mean that you were (laughs) i was due your baby (laughs) oh my god and so she no it's amazing and then she goes well as long as we're clear (laughs) <laughs> and like walks out and it is very funny. It is one of those things where like regardless of what actually transpired, the employer would be in such hot water. Um, they would just have to handle it properly. Yeah. So Mr. Zellner 
minded his P's and Q's yeah. and got business done. Ralph Lauren is going out of their way to show they're not in the baby buying business, <laughs> as Chandler says. Yes. You have to make sure that you're not in the baby buying business and nothing could be misconstrued, yeah, as, he really misconstrued does. as such. As long as this is not construed as a down payment on this or any other child I may bear. Actually really surprised about the extra maternity leave because that could see seen as bribery i was thinking that too and also yeah like yeah i don't know whatever it it's not real but it's still funny um but yeah so yeah. it helps joey and rachel kind of like move on that's good and it's good that because the truth comes out then she's just like you know i just i want you to be my friend and yeah it works and so now they're friends again yay yay yes so the last thing that's happening in this episode is that ross can't find his favorite faded salmon color shirt your pink shirt no i haven't seen your pink shirt (laughs) um faded salmon and so he's like yeah i left it at Winterberry. Winterberry. <laughs> God, Honestly, he plays that character so well. Oh, he really does. Um, it's so funny. Color Winterberry. <laughs> um, he's like, they're like, just go over to Mona's and ask for it. And he's like, oh, I can't because that would be ignoring the one thing she asked me to do, jump up my own ass and die. <laughs> does that sound like something Mona was actually going to say after all that that woman sat through? No, not really, but Mona was also pushed to the brink of Ross's craziness, so maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I guess maybe. Yeah, I guess it's possible. I mean, I think she put up with a lot and was really understanding and chill, and we all hit our limits, as my counselor <laughs> told me. Um, and yeah, I think that's Mona fair. Hers. I mean... Like Russ says, in a way, he judges her for not hitting her limit sooner. <laughs> so only okay. Ross would judge her um, for that. So he goes over to her house. She doesn't answer, and honestly, just let it go. Go buy a new shirt, oh right? Gosh. Like seriously, wouldn't you just go buy a new shirt? Yes, I would go buy a new shirt. No, actually, I think entering an ex's apartment <laughs> without permission for a T-shirt um, is a better option. Oh, no, wait, I don't. For sure, just go buy a new shirt or just ask her. Like, you literally could call and leave a message or a note, mail a letter, and say, here's a prepaid envelope and mail it back. True. Or, like, could you drop it off at the coffee house, right. please? But he doesn't do that. Yeah, Mona's not an unreasonable person. It's worth asking, I think. I don't know what Ross thinks he has to lose here. Nobody could have a poorer opinion of him than Mona at this point. I just feel like just this. Sh- yeah. yeah. I'm a cut and run type person, though. Exactly. I was going to say, I shirt. don't like I'm a cut and run type person. Oh, like okay. when we're done, we're done. Yeah. I don't I don't like scrub them from my socials and like block them. I don't do all that. But like. I certainly am not going to, like, be places where they are or have a reason to contact them. And so, like, just get a new shirt. Sorry, that's collateral damage from... Like, they have the keys to my car. Who needs your yeah, car? Like, you I know? have been wanting to uh, be more of an eco-conscious citizen. <laughs> just get rid of my car. Be eco-conscious. I'm a homeless person in a very serious relationship. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so he can't oh. do that. But why are we surprised? Seriously, like, could it be 50 bucks to buy a new shirt? Not even. Yeah. Um, he goes over. He finds mm-hmm. her spare key, lets mm-hmm. himself in. Great, great. Uh, where would well. I, if I was a salmon shirt, where oh, would I be? Oh, my gosh. Oh, they cut this out. But he goes, swimming upstream. Uh-huh. And then he goes, no one's ever around for my good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Geller, you're being silly. Oh, yeah. Um, but then key in the lock. So mm-hmm. he hides behind the couch as one does and she comes home with a date and is like i've spilled wine all over you let's take that shirt off i have one you can borrow and he's like "Ooh, i'm not comfortable wearing a woman's shirt (laughs) (laughs) it's pink it's salmon it's salmon Um, his face so funny so funny um 
So they start making out on the couch. Ross is flipping through a magazine. <laughs> uh, the shirt comes off. And so he tries to grab it, gives away his position, Boy. freaks everybody out. Yes. Um, and has to leave. I'm not touching myself if that's make I anyone feel better. I think they cut better. this out too. It doesn't. But no, so Ross, it doesn't. So um, he goes to leave, and then like before he leaves, he actually comes back and takes the magazine that he was flipping through. Oh. And I think that's the one that he orders the Winterberry shirt from at the end. Oh, I think you're yeah. right. I didn't really remember um, that. The catalog. And so um, while he's ordering the Winterberry shirt, knock on his door, it's Mona. And she brings the shirt, and she's like, look, um... Does she? Yeah, she brings the shirt and she's like, I know how hard this is. I know that you still have feelings for me. If I'm being honest, I still have feelings for you. But like things are just too complicated and it just wasn't the right time. So we just have to move on. And he just rides, just goes with it. Yeah. And I have to say, Mona is very generous to Ross. She is very generous. In her benefit of, of the doubt. Huge benefit of the doubt. Oh my gosh. Like way too generous. Because I don't think I would take kindly to my ex breaking into my apartment. <laughs> no? Okay. They cut this out and he was like, what did I tell you about leaving oh, your yeah. key outside? It was only me. And Yeah, that's like, right. Lucky, lucky a strong it was me word. and not someone crazy. Not someone crazy. Oh my gosh. But... She really is like super sweet and like generous and understanding. And Ross doesn't seem like he cares two craps that he broke up with her. He just wants to get his shirt back. Exactly. He's not sad about her at all. You know, like, and then she asked to keep it as a memento. And he's like, no. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's his Ugh. faded salmon color. Uh, I guess I understand why, because she did just say, I still have feelings for you, but, you know, like, we had to move on. So I can understand why she wanted a, a memento to remember him by. If I haven't said it before, she's a lucky, lucky lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, um, you know what? I liked I liked that episode more than I thought, more than I remembered. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, the tea leaves, eh. But that was actually very fun. It is fun. Because you I'm like wild to party. party. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're wild, aren't you? <laughs> oh, the way he's wild like too. licking his garnish out <laughs> oh of his drink gosh. too. Like, I'm wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the whole thing's so uncomfortable. He's like got his mouth open like and smiling. Party. Do you like to party? Oh. Who uh, is he? I looked up the actor. He, I'm... What else has he done he other than He still has nothing? weird hair, I'm sorry to say. Ugh, bummer. Sorry for him. Sorry for him. He looks different in his IMDb picture. Are you going to find his catalog so you can see him in other great fil- films? <laughs> yeah, can't wait for that. Um, Yeah, we'll be doing that as soon as possible. Very interested in seeing him and other stuff. You can tell when someone's filled out their own IMDb. I don't know what you're talking about, Renee. <laughs> Renee is a world-renowned stage <laughs> combat actress. Um, uh, yes. Okay. Anything else? Oh, oh I'm gonna okay. Read We're his, diving in. Um, okay. I want to read this description real fast. It isn't hard to make James bust out laughing. Just call him Brad Pitt. Okay, so he doesn't get six million a film or get his get swooning schoolgirls during recess. But if you caught some of his quirky personality, you may wonder what he's still toiling away at. Despite not being compared to Pitt, he will happily compare you to his career. Yeah, he wrote this himself for sure. He lives in Minnesota? <laughs> yes, he lives in Minnesota. I'm probably going to run into this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Oh, are you Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> we get confused all the time. He turned around. It was Brad Pitt. It was Alec Baldwin. Uh, I will look for him next time I'm in Minnesota visiting family. I think he might have a weird obsession with Brad Pitt. Oh, maybe I'll try to steer clear. Yeah, okay. I would definitely try to steer clear. Unless you party. like to party. 
okay. Um, well, you know what, Renee? I, I think I am. I'm going to go party. You've had okay. two coffees and a tea. You're yeah. ready to party. I'm ready. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? It's 10 in the morning. I should go party. You probably should. Um, thank You've you. earned it, you know. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, thanks for joining us for the one with the tea leaves. Let us know what your fortune says. And we will see you back here next week for episode 18, the one in Massapequa. Massapequa. Sounds like a magical place. <laughs> event room c all right everybody see you then bye see you guys bye